You're listening to The Bouquet Toss, the podcast that helps you plan your day your way by helping you figure out what to keep and what to toss from your wedding day plans. This season on The Bouquet Toss, we are both posing and attempting to answer the question, why weddings? For some, that why is as simple as having dreamed about seeing the love of their life at the other end of the aisle for as long as they could possibly remember. The emotional aspects of weddings and what they signify is such a huge part of it. However, the expectations surrounding the emotions we think we are supposed to feel can add a lot of pressure to the big day. Absolutely. I definitely told my fiance that I wanted to see tears from him as I walked down the aisle. And he is not a crier. And he said, don't get your hopes up. (laughs) (laughs) And honestly, the truth is you can't plan your emotional state at an exact time on an exact date ever. And, you know, I am a crier, so that's why I, you know, I can kind of just cry whenever. But for somebody... trained actress. (laughs) But for somebody who doesn't really cry, the expectation of tears is a little insane. And like, I know my fiance, I know how he shows his emotions and tears are usually not part of it anyway. (laughs) Well, that's why we're so excited to introduce today's guest because her philosophy is the opposite of tears at the altar. It's actually laughing down the aisle. Yes, we have Jamita Lewis-Davis joining us today. She is a lover of fashion, a listener of podcasts, a writer of books, and a customer service powerhouse. She's joining us today to talk all about why joy and laughter are so important in wedding planning, her own experience prioritizing joy on her big day, and her amazing book called Exactly What She Believed You Should Be Doing, which is Laughing Down the Aisle. Inspired by all the brides that have had to pivot during the pandemic, Laughing Down the Aisle was created to remind us all not to take life or weddings too seriously. This is a quick and easy read for any bride-to-be with great advice on how to keep cool, calm, and collected when life interrupts with other plans, all the while laughing and keeping joy in their hearts. Sounds like the best way to go about anything. So hi, Jamita. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and always excited to talk about weddings, wedding planning, and having fun while doing so. Yes. So let's just start off. Tell us a little bit about you, where you're from, when you got married, where you got married. Give us a picture. Sure. So I got married in 2018. I'll start there. But I actually, I met my husband 30 years ago. We dated on and off. You know, I had a daughter. He has three sons. And we always remained friends during that time. We both grew up in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, home of the Steelers. So big Steeler fans. We have a blended family now and just really enjoy spending time with family. Love my career in customer service. I I really think it's important to take care of people. So that's me in a nutshell. (laughs) Well, we are so excited to be here with you, Um, you know, specifically talking about weddings, obviously. We're going to get into, you know, what kind of led you to set this intention for your wedding to laugh down the aisle. But before we get there, can you give us a little background? Like, what was your vision for your wedding day? My vision for my wedding day is really a big part of my and my husband's personalities. We love music. So we went with a love and hip hop theme. We thought about, like, how can we share with our guests? the things that we love in a way that will be memorable and that they'll be able to enjoy and talk about, you know, for months after the wedding. So we really wanted to make it about our guests, 
but using things that we love, which, you know, we love each other and we love music, specifically hip hop. So give us some examples of how you brought that to life at the wedding. One of the first things that we decided on was to have our vows done with music. So instead of writing our vows, we actually used music. So my, I feel like mine was the funniest um, because, you know, <laughs> since we had this history of dating on and off for 30 years, when it was my turn to go, you know, what I said was after 25 or 30 years dating on and off, the one thing I want to say is, and the DJ played Beyonce ring the alarm, like no one else is getting my man. <laughs> You know, the guests got a really, um, a really good laugh from that. And of course, my husband's songs were all lovey-dovey. So it was like a really nice way to give the guests something to laugh at and incorporate that music and hip hop piece. Also, we had, um, we had artwork throughout the space. The artwork was all hip hop focused. So it takes two to make a thing go right was a part of it. We had a sign where we got all, where we got married, which was, it was kind of like our altar, but it was a billboard sign. And it said, I'm a movement by myself. I'm a force when we're together. So we really tried to incorporate some of our favorite songs into the vows, into the wedding, into the reception, all hip hop, you know, was played by the DJ and even the mother daughter dance. My daughter and I, we danced to a Beyonce remix, which was hip hop focused. So we tried to take all those little details and just in infuse it into the entire evening. That is so cool. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. Where did you get the inspiration for this stuff? Like from social media or like how, how did you put that stuff together? Definitely social media. It, it's so interesting because when you think about it now, you know, everyone's on Instagram. Well, at that time, I was only on Facebook. So I, I didn't get, you know, a lot of inspiration from Facebook. But my daughter told me, you should join Instagram. You can follow hashtags. So I started to follow and I saw so many just beautiful examples of love and people that incorporated music into their ceremonies. Also Pinterest for just like decor ideas. I found so many different options on Pinterest. So I was really excited to bring the vision to life. I knew that we couldn't afford a full blown wedding planner, but we were able to swing a day of coordinator. And so I was able to share those ideas and, you know, do some of the legwork myself, but also have that person to say, this will work, maybe this won't, so that the entire day would flow together in a way that was just perfect, you know, in my opinion. Amazing. So you had this like really beautiful vision and then you set a really beautiful intention for the day, which was laughing down the aisle. So how'd you get there? Tell us what that meant for you and how it kind of played out on that day. Sure. So as I'm sure you both know, you know, with wedding planning, there can definitely be some stressors that, you know, come up along the way. A few of the stressors that I had were... Just putting it lightly, right? <laughs> yes. Um, and I, I feel like my biggest stressor was my wedding dress. There was all these issues with getting extra material. You know, I'm a plus size bride, so we had to make some alterations, but we had to order material. And I wanted it to be the same material as the designer. So that was, you know, an obstacle kind of at crunch time and within like a month of the wedding day. And then what really got me to think after this, we're all going to laugh about it, was when my bridal shower was crashed 
And I'll never forget my fiance at the time picked me up. We we're loading all my gifts into the car. And I told him like, hey, my bridal shower got crashed and he laughed. And, and it, it just was a reminder that like, yes, the bridal shower got crashed, but we all still had a great time. People got to give me all types of great marital advice and just really come together and wish me well. And then we got some nice gifts too. So it was like in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a big deal. And that's when I was like, okay, if something happens, we're just going to laugh it off. And I was able to just move forward from that point. I need more info here. Like, can we rewind for a second? Who crashed your bridal shower? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so funny. I'm glad you're actually asking this question because when I first started writing the book, the title was going to be Bridal Shower Crasher because I thought, (laughs) oh, this will get people excited. And, And actually, it was my husband's cousin who is like, you know, just someone who we're not close to. We tried to keep the guest list very small. And so, you know, I I let him invite who he wanted to from his family. She didn't make the list. And all of a sudden, you know, we're there. And my best friend's like, I think we have like an extra person here based on my count. And she just came right in, sat down and just included herself in the party. Like, hey, I'm here. And then when she was leaving, she said, I'll see you at the wedding. And I was like, I don't think she's on his list. And so I confirmed with him. No, she's not on my list. Not only did she crash my bridal shower, she actually crashed my wedding. But when she crashed the wedding, she brought like her whole family. So instead of having one extra person, (laughs) I had five extra people. And whenever we got through it, I said to my husband, like, do you care if I write this book? Because I'm gonna, I'm gonna call it Bridal Shower Crasher. Like I have to tell this story because like now we're laughing about it and I think other people will laugh too. And he was totally fine with it um, because you know we thought, okay, it's a funny story. We won't use names, you know, only she will know and, and my best friends and you know, a few family members, but we thought it would be just like a funny way to tell the story. But then when I thought about the whole experience of planning And the wedding day, I thought this is bigger than just, you know, that one moment in time. Well, two moments in time. But this is about like the joy that we had along the way through planning and through the entire wedding night. Wow. So did she just hear about it from another family member? Like how'd she even get the details of when and where and, you know, all that? Yeah, she heard about it from another family member and she just assumed like, oh, I must have been left off the list, but she wasn't. She was not on the list. I confirmed. That's another thing that I had to just laugh at. So we tried to do things that were a little bit different as a part of this whole experience for our guests. So instead of having a buffet or sit down dinner, we actually had food trucks for the wedding. And oh, we get, I love that. Thank you. Thank you so much. We get two options because we wanted to make sure like, okay, something for everyone. The food was hot and we just thought people will really enjoy this. And I will never forget, it, it was about 9.30 on the night of my wedding and we were going to be wrapping up around 10 p.m. And my day of coordinator came to me and said, hey, I have all these to-go orders for the groom's cousin. And I knew exactly who she was speaking of because, (laughs) I mean, who else would it be? So she came to the bridal shower initially, crashed, came to the wedding, crashed, brought her whole family and took to-go orders. And so, I mean, if you don't laugh about that, you're going to cry, right? Even my day of coordinator, she was just like, hey, I'm just here to serve. And we we laughed about it as well. So it's just really about not panicking and not like taking things personally, but just really saying like, 
be happy about what you have. And I was just happy to finally marry my husband. So just refocusing myself on that throughout really helped. That's too good. Honestly, it does make you feel like it could happen to me. And if it does, let's just laugh. It's a great story to tell. And if that's the worst thing that you have to contend Uh, with on your wedding day, then it's no big deal. She just loved you so much. She had to be there. She, she had FOMO. She couldn't. That's right. That's right. (laughs) Well, I love that. I think laughing down the aisle, you know, obviously everyone can use that advice because you get so nervous about all of the things that you're planning and, you know, even just maybe the amount of money that you're spending like can cause some stress. And then also I think you get so wrapped up in that, then all of a sudden you actually do realize when like you're walking down the aisle that, oh, this is what it was for. (laughs) You know, I'm getting married in March. And so I'm like in the middle of planning and I'm, I I turned to a friend at a wedding recently and I was like, did it hit you? Like the second that you walk down the aisle like, okay, this is it. This is the one time I'm doing this. Everything needs to be right. I'm going to remember exactly how I was feeling at this moment. I'm going to remember what he looked like in this moment because we don't normally do things like this where we have all the people we love, but like we make them not speak because we're basically putting on a show, right? And I feel like there is this unnatural kind of part of it, which is also the beauty of it because we don't do this any other time. But To be able to say one goal of mine is to laugh at least once down the aisle, I think kind of just changes the whole idea of the pressure I'm putting on that very moment. I totally agree. And and you should really just want to enjoy it and just kind of take it in because as much as you plan, there's always going to be something that happens. You know, I have a, there's a chapter in the book that talks about like planning your work so you can work your plan. And of course, you know, you think like, okay, if I do everything right, I'm not going to have to worry about anything. And, you know, we had food trucks for our wedding. So our guests had to go outside to get food. And that whole weekend of my wedding, it rained like cats and dogs. So, you know, we pivoted the day before we divided and conquered and we all got umbrellas to match the decor. And we said, you know, we're still doing this, but we just got to like take these extra steps. So like something is going to happen and you're going to have to adjust. And I think it's easier to remember to laugh or smile than to think about all the adjustments you may have to make because you just won't know until it happens. Yeah. It's so true. Like one thing we always try to encourage couples to kind of ditch or maybe toss from, you know, their whole wedding planning mindset is the idea that like perfection is possible. That is a myth. Nothing is perfect. Nothing is ever going to be without flaws or challenges or chaos or whatever. But if you can make your goal instead to be focusing on that joy and that laughter and that enjoyment that is a much better thing to focus on and strive towards. Definitely. I totally agree with that. I'm thinking back now, my for my sister's wedding, I was her maid of honor. And I guess I just felt, I guess, kind of awkward, right? Like walking down the aisle. And it was, my sister had wanted me to go down with the best man. But like, then somewhere down the line, there was like miscommunication. And we didn't do a rehearsal, by the way. And we had somebody just like right before be like, okay, you walk with this person and like, this is, you know, and so I listened to her, but I should have remembered what my sister said. But anyway, 
So I like walked down by myself and there's this great picture of me laughing, like full smile, mouth open, just like laughing because I'm like, hi everyone. And no one's talking. And it like, we suddenly get serious because there's music, but I was like, everyone I love is here and I just want to say hi. And so I'm hoping I can recreate that (laughs) at my own wedding. But I feel like the expectation is like for like this very serious, like the bride walks in and everybody stands and we get quiet and we get serious, but maybe we don't need to. Yeah, I agree. I love that. Keep that picture in your head. The big <laughs> smile, the joy. If you can do that and if you can get an identical photo on your cool. wedding day, that'd be <laughs> so beautiful. It would be. So what other parts of the wedding can we really think about laughing through? One of the big things for me was being able to laugh about the schedule because <laughs> our schedule was like totally thrown off. You know, you, you wake up early and you're getting ready and you think, okay, everything's going to flow. And then at four o'clock, we're going down the aisle. And then that doesn't happen because maybe someone is running late or you know, something is happening at the venue. So I would definitely say laugh about the schedule. If you have a planner or a day of coordinator, let them deal with that. I would also say sometimes vendor expectations, you may have to laugh through because I do think that most people, most vendors come in with the intention of doing their absolute best. And while we may not see it come to life, I think they for the most part, have the right intention. So if something is not like perfection, I think just being able to laugh through that, express grace and appreciation, because the people who are guests really don't know exactly what it's supposed to be. And so it's like you have that secret that you can hold on (laughs) to and everyone else thinks it's amazing. So just go with it, give it a good laugh and keep going. Yeah, so I mean, now that you have this perspective, you had your wedding, you had some amazing stories to tell. And then you wrote a book about it. So I'm sure you've gotten a lot of feedback and heard a lot of other people's stories. Being on this side, if you could do it all again, would you do anything differently? The only thing I would do differently is I would take more time to look for a dress and allow time for the corrections to happen. Because even though everyone was like, your dress is beautiful, we love it. It wasn't exactly what I had in mind. So if I could just get another chance, I always tell my husband when we renew our vows that I'm gonna get the dress, I'm gonna look like two years in advance. I'm gonna make sure that everything is you know, perfection because that is the only thing where I felt like, oh, I just wanted like a couple different things um, in terms of alterations. But again, no one else noticed, you know, to them it was a beautiful choice. But for me, I just, I'm like, one more shot at the dress would be just <laughs> perfect for me. Honestly, let's talk about that for a second because I do think the dress and like dress shopping is one of the most maybe stressful parts a lot of the time, but mostly because of the way that dress vendors, I guess you'd call it, like people who are selling them operate because they put this like insane pressure in terms of the time that they're expecting it to take to come in. And I get it. Like if it's coming overseas or whatever it is and, you know, yes, we need to bake time in for it. But then there's like this crazy setup this time for your alterations, but then like the next one has to happen within a certain amount of time. And I feel like the biggest thing I see in a lot of like the Facebook groups that I'm in with 
brides that are planning their wedding is that they've chosen a dress and now they don't want it. They were talked into a decision and they want to sell it because they want to get a different one. Yeah. You know, I think the reverse of that is, you know, my daughter got married in 2021 and she waited till the last minute to plan. So she decided, I would say February, that she was getting married in July And so we didn't look for a dress until probably April because there was some back and forth even during that time. And I will never forget how amazed and in awe I was when she was able to buy her dress off the rack, not have to worry about that timing of, you know, waiting for it to come in. And I feel like the vendor who we worked with was just like very customer friendly and was like, okay, if you like these styles, this is how long it's going to take. If you like these, you can you can buy this today. And so it gave her the option to really make the best decision for her. And she knew all the, the risk in advance if she wanted to order something. And so that experience, I feel like, was totally different than my experience. And I was just like, wow, you know, it really is about finding the right vendor, finding the right bridal shop. There's something about finding someone who's been in that business a long time, knows the space, knows the vendors that they're ordering from, and is is really, you know, emerged in what it means to have a, a beautiful bride on the wedding day. Because I think some shops just sell dresses, but some people understand what it means to a bride on that wedding day to, to look amazing. We love anything that can help make wedding planning more fun and less stressful. And that's why Greenvelope is a game changer. With over 8,000 five-star reviews, it's clear that so many people agree. Wedding announcements and invitations with Greenvelope are easy on your budget while sacrificing nothing when it comes to style or quality. They have thousands of beautiful designs for everything wedding-related, from engagement announcements to save the dates, formal wedding invitations, thank yous, and beyond. Plus, they have several key features that make communication with your invitees a breeze. Guests can RSVP with the click of a button, so you'll know in an instant who will or won't be attending. And you can even include survey questions to ask guests about meal preferences, accommodations, and more. One thing that I personally think sets Greenvelope apart, and something that really turns the stress way down, is that with every Greenvelope account, you have your very own messaging center. This makes sure that you're able to keep in contact with any of your guests at all times, whether you need to follow up, pivot your plans, or even ask for an extra hand. And while it's true that Weddings with Greenvelope save a lot of paper, the company takes their commitment to a sustainable future a step further, partnering with organizations like National Forest Foundation and being a proud member of 1% for the planet. So if you're planning your big day, there's really no need to wait. Visit Greenvelope today by going to greenvelope.com BSB or by visiting the link in the show notes. So it seems like for your daughter's wedding, that was maybe one of like the savviest things she did was buy off the rack, which can we get more off the rack dresses? I just want to say that. Um, Me too. (laughs) Right? But I mean, I did similar and it was part of why I wanted to go there was because I knew I couldn't walk out with it, but I could get it within like a week and even like return it if I wanted and get a different one. Like I needed, I needed a little bit of that peace of mind. But for you, what would you say was your savviest hack for your wedding? So I would say my savviest thing that I did for our wedding was actually 
purchasing some of the items that we used as a part of the day. So some of our candle holders, we purchased at a really good price. Some of the artwork we had throughout the space, we purchased at a really good price. And then we were able to repurpose it. So we have some candles in my home. We have some in storage because, you know, we had so many, but like I can bring them out for like other people's events. So baby showers, bridal showers, we can use them over and over. So I feel like we got our money's worth. And then my husband actually has the artwork in his office. So it really worked out versus renting and, you know, paying the upcharge that sometimes is associated with a wedding. Definitely. I always love anytime you can repurpose your wedding decor into your home, or like you said, your husband is hanging it in his office because it's just like a visual reminder that you can look at and like think back of those wonderful memories from your wedding day. And that money that you invested in those items gets to be utilized for a much longer period of time, which is also great and very savvy. Yeah. Thank you. When you think about like the wedding industry, what do you feel like is maybe missing? What I would say could take some vendors up a notch is just being as responsive as possible, especially as it gets closer to the date. And I mean, when you look at it from from their side, you know, you're not their only wedding. They have other events outside of the wedding. But to you as a customer, it's your big day. And so as you get closer to the day, you want to know that people are taking care of the thing that you're investing in. That's great advice. I feel like especially our millennials, our Gen Zs, these younger generations, they are connected. They want instant (laughs) feedback, instant responses. I know I can be guilty of this as well. I get real angry if my plain Wi-Fi doesn't work, you know, things like that. Yes. (laughs) So that just helps build that trust in in any relationship and especially when it's a paid vendor relationship as well. Yeah. Thank you. So also I would like to ask, you know, our big thing at the bouquet toss is what do you keep? What do you toss? So when it came to wedding traditions, was there anything that you kept that you were like, yes, that's a tradition that feels right to me. I want that in my wedding. And was there anything you intentionally tossed from your day? We definitely wanted to have a bridal party. That was important. Even though it was a small wedding, we had a small bridal party just because we wanted to bring our family along with us. So I had my best friend, my husband had his best friend, and then our kids were the rest of the bridal party. The one thing that I would say that we tossed immediately, you know, as soon as I got engaged, I was like, when I get my bouquet and it's time to throw it, I am not throwing it. I am giving it to my daughter because I am hoping that, you know, she will be next to get married. So everyone thought I was going to throw it. And I just went over to my daughter and gave it to her. And it worked. It's magical because she was married shortly after. Love that. The other thing that I would say that we wanted to make sure that we threw out was We did not want our guests to feel like they had to come in and sit like groom side, bride side. We were just open seating. Everyone loves each other. And let's just sit that way and get along. And it it really created an opportunity for people to mix and mingle throughout the wedding as, you know, they were waiting for the bridal party to enter. So I would say that's another thing that we were just like, no, we don't care where people sit. Just let them come in and sit, you know, wherever they choose. It really adds more to that like community feel and that joining together of both sides of your loved ones and families. Yes, for sure. 
That's awesome. It sounds like you had an amazing day and also (laughs) an amazing story to tell with some surprise people. But (laughs) tell us a little bit more. You know, the, the book that you wrote is such a great thing, honestly, for like anyone even going to weddings probably to read and just like have fun and kind of like get some of the jitters out of what weddings feel like for a lot of people. You know, what is something that like you would love to tell future readers of the book? Write down the things that are important to you. Do that early and do that often because things can definitely change along the way because it's an opportunity to write down like, okay, what's important to me? You know, what what kind of things can I live without? Because, you know, as to your point earlier, there is this factor of budgeting, staying on budget and getting the things that you want because it is that one special day. And really try to stick with that because it is the one time that I feel like you, you should get whatever you want, especially if you're the bride. I mean, the groom to some degree, but the bride should get whatever <laughs> she wants. Absolutely. <laughs> Jamita, if you had to give three top tips for keeping the perspective and focusing on that joy as they're planning their wedding and approaching their wedding day, what would those top three tips be? Enjoy the moments with your family and friends, whether it's big or small, because they're going to get excited right along with you. Spend time with your spouse. One of the things my husband and I did was after work, we took a walk around the neighborhood and we talked about wedding planning updates. And so it was like a really good time for us to reconnect and just talk through everything that was happening, but also just spend time together because schedules get busy, you know, people are working. And then don't lose sight of what's important because no matter what happens, it's still that launching pad and it's still the start of your future with the person you love. So just don't forget that. I love it. Perfectly said. Thank you. I love the first one, particularly because something that people have been like advice people have been giving me is it kind of exactly that. Like you're planning a wedding, but it's like it's not just the day, it's the whole lead up to it. And if you get shy about it and you're like, oh, I don't want to bother people with talking about my wedding plans, or I don't want every conversation to turn into being about my wedding, like you kind of lose some of the magic of it because. Yep. The day goes so quickly and like, yes, it's about you and your person and that is what the day is dedicated to, but it's a blur and it goes by so quickly and kind of elongating the <laughs> the whole process leading up to it, including everybody else, because you're right. They are so happy for you. All my friends, like that's the first thing they ask, like how's wedding planning going? Like they want to be part of celebrating you, not just for five hours. Yeah, that is such good advice. Um, Before we go, can you give our listeners an idea of where they can find you, where they can find the book, all that good information? Absolutely. I can be found on my website, jamitalewisdavis.com. And Laughing Down the Owl can be purchased through my website, also on Amazon. And if you want to see some, you know, funny reels or funny photos from my family along the way, you can actually follow me on Instagram. It's jcl. 603. And I'm also on Facebook, Jamita Davis. Amazing. Thank you so, so much. Thank you. This was fun. You've been listening to The Bouquet Toss, brought to you by TheBudgetSavvyBride.com. For more tips, tricks, hacks, inspiration, and support, check out the links in our show notes. 
We are a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network. Get more information and check out other shows in the network by visiting evergreenpodcasts.com.